0: Listening to the Lanch J Radio Network. Paragon Paragon. 7 Studio. So I'm reading from Stack.com. I've been wanting to talk about AAU basketball for a while and just haven't gotten to it. So much going on in sports, especially with college football. I haven't even given a, a blistering rant about the college football playoff and, and my Buckeyes going up against the Georgia Bulldogs. And then you got the NBA, you got MLB, you got the NFL going into playoff fashion. So I haven't talked about this, but I was an AAU coach and, and a church league coach and a high school coach. I coached different teams for many years before I got into broadcasting. And, and one of the reasons that actually got into broadcasting is because I have Lyme disease and got Lyme disease. I've had Lyme disease for about 13 years now. And the complications from Lyme disease made it real difficult for me to coach. I couldn't run up and down with the kids anymore. People that have Lyme disease have a lot of knee and joint pain and and I have light sensitivity issues sometimes and balance issues sometimes. And so I got into broadcasting. That's kind of an impetus. That's why we do the games. And we're really moving into where we're doing some good broadcast from a radio perspective of, of HBCU games. And I've been doing games for the for the Oakwood A's, the Ambassadors. I like to call them the A's. We're actually talking about doing some games at Fisk here in Cashville. I love to, to do a game with some of our connections up in D.C. I'd love to do a game at Howard or two next year, maybe Hampton and kind of creating a package of of HBCU game of the week, kind of a, a a college game day for HBCUs. And we'd love to be a part of that. I think we do a good job of, of calling the radio games. It's something I love to do. But I started doing that because I couldn't coach anymore. So there's this article in AAU on stack.com. It talks about, about the AAU leagues and how so many kids are playing AAU basketball right now. Now, when I go to AAU games, before, before his disclaimer, when I go to AAU games, I see a bunch of kids trying to shoot from 30 feet like Steph Curry. So this isn't an AAU game, but I went up to Goodpasture High School to watch my nephew play. He's a freshman, and he's playing JV basketball at Goodpasture, which is a, a big-time sports factory Christian school in, in Nashville. And I watched the JV game, and then they had the girls' varsity game, and then they had the men's varsity game. They got some guys on, on the men's varsity that that these guys are going D1. They're going to SEC school. So they're not. This is a this is a high-level basketball, high-level program, great coaches, people D1 DNA. And there's a big difference between guys that play D1. And guys that play D2 or D3 or score 30 a game at some small school, some small private school, like I went to the Pine Forge Academy. D1 guys, they, they eat different, they train different, and they have different DNA. So first of all, these people hit the DNA lottery. They're longer. They jump jump higher. Some of them kids out there, they had a kid out there on a the varsity team. I was like, man, this ball at least 30. He did not look like a, a 17 or 18-year-old. He looked like a grown a man out there, and it wasn't even his 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 body or muscular. This guy this is his face. His face looked if someone if he robbed a bank, someone would say that there's a, a African American male about six two, about a hundred and seventy pounds, that's somewhere between twenty five and and thirty two years old. His face looked like that of an adult. It's like we need to see his birth certificate. But kids that that really play at the the highest level they're not eating potato chips and pizza and drinking sodas and stuff like that. They're they're not eating like that. They're they're eating the highest in advanced superfoods and in nutrition. They're lifting weights. They're doing things off the court that that make them better. And I was watching the the women's varsity team at Good Pasture, they had this girl out there that plays up. She's in eighth grade. And this girl couldn't have been more than, I'm going to round her up to five feet tall. But I'm feeling that this young lady had to be somewhere between four seven and four eight. I'm going to round up to five feet. I don't think she was five feet tall. And she was absolutely carving up everyone. She came in. I, I BS you not. Had 18 points first half. They were up by 30. She sat out the entire second half. She was throwing dimes. She hit like four threes. And it was easy for her. She was crossing people up. She was so low to the ground that you can't even reach down. And you can't, there's no, as you reach, I teach. Like you're not stealing the ball from her because she's only four feet tall. But this young lady was absolutely abusing the high schoolers. And I was, I was standing up. I was sitting on the front row. I was standing up cheering. I didn't know this young lady. I'm sure her name was Katie or Becky or Cindy or something like that. But she was she was just abusing the high schoolers, and I, she had an AAU type game, and she was hitting threes. She was shooting from twenty five feet out, but it was cash. But I see a lot of kids now. They want to they want to be Steph Curry, and you're not usually Steph Curry, and your son is probably not Steph Curry, and your daughter's probably not Steph Curry, and that frustrates me as a former coach. I see some of these kids; they have no form, and they're trying to shoot from 30 feet out. You know, you're not LaMelo Ball. He did that when he was in high school and playing AAU, but his dad owned the team. And he was he was heading towards the league. So this article on stack.com I wanted to talk about. It talks about the pros and cons of AAU basketball. The first is time on the court. When you play an AAU team, you might get more time on the court. There's no guarantee, but it depends on the team and your availability. If you're a player who starts or gets into the games a lot, that extra time can be worth it. So basically saying that in AAU, it's not a lot of defense. People get more tick. It's not – the stakes aren't as high as they are where it's a high school game, where it's a sanctioned game. You're out there to play, so you might be relegated to the bench on your high school team, but you might play 20, 30 minutes on an AAU team. Better competition is the second one. Often, AAU teams play against better comp. Most travel to tournaments and find high-level events to help improve their game and increase player exposure. So, you have different levels of AAU. You have the mid-level. You have the high-level. I coach at the mid-level. I did, I'm not coaching guys that are going D1. I have some friends I went to Oakwood with that they are they were coaching, like literally coaching John Morant and Zion Williamson and guys like that. I'm not at the, I was never at that level. But you get a chance to make your own schedule. So I would take my kids to play kids that were better than them so they get the brakes beaten off of them and not get a bad sense of how good they were and compete with better, more talented individuals. Visibility. Times have shifted over the years. College coaches still recruit athletes from high schools, but they also recruit AAU teams. So you go to some of these big AAU camps, I know Dante Jones has a great camp, um, NYBA elite, I believe, in, in Nashville. Dante Jones, if you recognize that name, he he had a cup of coffee with the Knicks and the Celtics. He played for Mississippi State and led them to a Final Four, subsequently helping me to win my college uh, NCAA pool that year. I'm a big fan of Dante Jones. I've had a chance to take a look at Dante and, and his camp's Carlin the Great and him are very good friends. He used to actually be a coach at F.H. Jenkins, my wife's school, where she's the vice principal. So I've seen Dante. I've seen what he does with his youth camps. And they play some really good competition. They get a chance to, to play some great kids, kids that are going D1, kids that are going to SEC schools. You're you're not talking about, about 5'11 guys that are going to play in the church league. So the competition is good. And then fun is good with with sports. If you have a good competitive AAU team, and like I said, there are different levels, whether that's the elite level, where you're playing against a bunch of guys that are going D1, or it's just a moderate level. You're out there getting exercise, preparing for your high school JV or varsity team. You have a lot of fun. Some of the cons, and I want to be negative. I want to put out the, the pros first. Some of the cons, little to no practice. That's a big issue with AAU teams, that you don't have practice on fundamentals. Uh, my guy, Tyler Edwards, who's been on the show to, to plug Retro College, been on some of our Oakwood Ambassadors broadcasts, he runs some really good practices as an AAU coach also in Huntsville. Gets very physical with the kids, teaches them a lot about fundamentals, but a lot of AAU coaches, they don't do that, man. They're just, they're just trying to figure out how to get the coolest jersey, and they're going out there. They're not running any plays. And it's really like watching pickup basketball. You got to run sets. I've even been frustrated calling Oakwood games with that. You're, you are you got to run sets. You got to run off-ball screens. You have to run some skeleton of a motion offense at least. If you're doing a 1-4 and the ISO, that's not great, and that's what AAU is a lot of the time. Lack of focus on fundamentals also. And I'm talking about throwing a bounce pass knowing how to work the block, knowing how to get your spacing, knowing how to get to your spots to get your shot, the mid-range jumper. Fundamental stuff, well, is not about that. It's more about the flash. It's more about there's not a lot of defense, not a lot of boxing out. You know, the AAUs and the pro-ams, it's not about that. Coaching. There are amazing AAU coaches out there, and there are AAU coaches who know very little about the game. Researcher coach about their – Basketball and athletic background, knowledge, and how they will run practices. Ask if they work with young athletes and in what capacity. Many AAU coaches have no background in teaching or working with children. I think that's important is is working with children. You got some guys that can coach, but they're not. Your 13-year-olds out there getting cussed out. They used to work with adults. So you got to do research, got to do background check. And then I think the most important one is burnout. Stack.com talks about the burnout. I think burnout is is key. I know people. I grew up with people. So I wasn't a a great basketball player. I was a solid basketball player. But people, I went went to school with people that burned out on basketball. Their parent was trying to push them to be a great basketball player. They had them doing all the dribbling drills and dribbling two basketballs at the same time and doing the travel teams and doing all of that stuff. They wanted their kid to, to participate in other sports like track. To keep uh the cardio up. And I, I know kids that just burned out. They got they got to high school, they got late in high school, they're just like, bleep that, man. I don't wanna do this. And then the, the parent put pressure on the kid. It's like I've spent thousands of dollars putting you in these camps, working on your jump shop. So you have an elbow jumper and all of that stuff, and you wanna quit. And and kids burn out. And you have to be cognizant of that too. If you're a parent, are are your kids playing AAU? And not just basketball. I have good friends who whose kids play football. And these travel teams. Soccer. Are you doing it for the kid? Or are you doing it for yourself? Not a lot of parents doing it for themselves. Paragon 7 Studios. Live from the Paragon 7 Studios, you are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. Paragon, Paragon 7. For a demonstration request, go to www.episource.com. Rampage, the first lieutenant of the Universal Flipmode Squad. For those that's listening to this, Lance is a genius. He put a moving office in a G Fizzle in a G Wagon. All my ballers, all my millionaires, all my trillionaires, all my entrepreneurs. Understand? This man went from here to hear in a G-fizzle, and he put a moving digital studio right. inside of a G-wagon. James Lewis. Who believes in themselves, That's independent. You are listening to the Lance J Radio Network. It's electric made extraordinary. Ingenuity in motion. It listens, learns, adapts, and anticipates your every need with intelligence that feels anything but artificial. The EQS from Mercedes-Benz. It's the car electric has been waiting for. It's time to switch to T-Mobile. Right now, pay zero cost when you do. Keep your number and keep your phone. We'll even pay it off. Only at T-Mobile, the leader in 5G.